Hey everyone, this is Tiffany. And this is Leah. And, and we're, we're in the Observation Bubble. Today we're going to talk about a movie called Rock My World. Rock My World, also known as Global Heresy in the UK. It's a comedy, drama, it's also categorized under music. Came out in 2002, starring Peter O'Toole, Joan Plowright, and Alicia Silverstone. Aging, stuffy English aristocrats, Lord and Lady Foxley, O'Toole and Plowright, have fallen on hard times, so they loan out the use of their mansion to the American rock band Global Heresy. When the band's blaze... Ooh. When the band's <laughs> blaze... <laughs> I did it again. When the band's bass player mysteriously disappears, Nat, Alicia Silverstone, shows up to replace him. Then the servants don't show up, and the Foxleys are forced to pose as a maid and a butler in their own mansion. The culture clash between the conservative English and the reckless Americans is played for comedy, leading to an ending where the power of rock and roll transforms both cultural groups. This was especially hard to read because there were several typos in it. Was it or were not there? not including where I messed up? That was <laughs> that was just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it says uh, where's it say? The Foxleys are forced to pose and a maid and a butler. Culture class oh. between the conservative. Yeah, well, I had to pull this off of Rotten Tomatoes because the plot on IMDb um, it says a rock band bursts onto the scene and then their frontman disappears on the eve of a European tour. That sounds like a whole different movie from what I watched. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I pulled definitely that not a good. This is definitely not an accurate representation of what this movie is. Yeah. You know, if I would have thought about it, I could have grabbed the the DVD case mm-hmm. and brought it down here. Well, well, Rotten Tomatoes served its purpose. So there you go. And it has a six point two out of ten star rating on IMDb. Oh, and wait, let me check out Rotten Tomatoes too, since I'm here. Oh, wait a minute, I have to go back. It has a 73% audience score on IMDb, and it is not on the tomato meter. So if there is no tomato meter score available, it could be that the title hasn't released yet, or there are not enough ratings to generate a score. This movie stars some actors that you are quite familiar with, but it also has some actors in it that you might recognize, but you don't know exactly who they are. Starring Peter O'Toole, Joan Plowright, Alicia Silverstone, some names we know and love, some iconic names, if you will, well... Peter O'Toole, I guess, and Alicia yes. Silverstone, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of relatively unknowns in it. I did um, make it a point to note what I knew the certain other actors from. from. Yeah, yes. because a bunch of the people who are in this movie, whenever you see them, you're like, man, I know your face. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, pretty much everybody in the movies, like you can recognize them. Like, you know that you've seen them before, but you can't pinpoint from where. And right? you don't know their name. Here's the thing is that a lot of these. <laughs> okay, not a lot. Let me take that back real quick. Um, okay. Some of these actors have maybe had roles in movies that they're bigger or. I mean, Peter O'Toole's a name. He's like legendary kind of status in yes. the UK. Um, I know him from a movie called High Spirits. Anybody heard of it? No. No. I did make you watch it once. Because there were nuns in it. There were nuns in it and they scared me. They were ghost nuns. And I remember hiding my face like in your shoulder while we watched it. Because I didn't want to watch the ghost nuns. (laughs) Like you mentioned ghost nuns and I vaguely remember that. But on it, no. Yeah. It's, I don't like it. Why can I, oh, 
I keep trying to say he's, he's Steve Buscemi, but he's not. It's Steve Gutenberg is in High Spirits. If that gives you an idea of the time and the atmosphere when the movie was out. It's like, I know all these actors from something, but it, this shows my weird, random kind of uh, associations that I do. So Peter O'Toole, High Spirits, Joan mm-hmm. Plowright. Um, okay, first of all, the, the characters that we're playing here, there's a a lord and a lady played lord by Peter O'Toole. Yes, Peter O'Toole and Joan Plowright. Okay, Joan Plowright, I know from Bringing Down the House with Queen Latifah. Okay. Probably, definitely <laughs> not her most well-known role. I'm sure she's like a big deal in the UK yeah. and has much more... Oh, she was oh, she was in Dennis the Menace as well. That's oh my gosh, that's what she's most known for. She was Martha, Mr. Wilson's wife in the first Dennis the Menace, the original Dennis the Menace movie. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I know her from I knew her from bringing down the house of all things. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, obviously clueless, and mm-hmm. one of my personal favorite movies of all time. Will I'm totally willing to admit this is Blast from the Past, and she's in that with Brendan Fraser. I've never even heard of that movie. It's so good, Tiffany. I enjoy it so much. We'll see. Like, the guys I from know, Kids in the Halls in it. It's great. Like I know Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone, Silverstone from obviously Clueless, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie and another movie called Excess Baggage, which she stars alongside Adam. Adam Brody? Is that his name? I wouldn't know. It sounds uh, that that is someone's name. I mean, it's definitely somebody's name, but I don't know if it's the name I'm looking for. That is an actor's name. I can look it up. Alicia Silverstone. I know she has a son who's Oh no, it's I Benicio enjoyed. del Toro. Definitely oh, not Adam Brody. De- different people. <laughs> yeah, yes. completely. Like I knew Adam Brody. I knew that was wrong. But yes, yeah, so I know Alicia. I know Alicia Silverstone from obviously Clueless, this movie, and Excess Baggage, in which she stars alongside Benicio del Toro. Yes, and Christopher Walken is in that movie. Huh, that's a credit to it. Have I never made you watch it? Oh, she was in Beauty Shop. Okay, look, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. She and Joan Plowright have both done both movies were. with Queen Latifah. Yes. Which goes to show that Queen Latifah is just like a bo- uh, like an underlying deciding factor in my life. <laughs> it started with living single. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> with my girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a bunch of movies I've watched since then. I don't know. Okay. So some other actor movie associations. Um, fun fact. This guy's name is Lachlan Monroe. He plays Dave in the band who plays drums and is high all the time. All the and time. has some genuinely funny moments. Like yes, a lot my- a lot of time this movie is like it can be overacted. It's kind of cheesy how they play everything up. But he has he genuinely makes me laugh when he's like, I just saved a life. <laughs> <laughs> His whole character. I made a note of this. Okay. okay. I put David's whole character is full of one liners. But, like, they are so well-delivered that, like you said, it's very easy for this type of character to be overacted and just fall flat of what it should be. Mm -hmm. But he sells this character. 
He does. He does. He does very well. And the thing about him, the actor, his name is Lachlan Monroe, which I mm-hmm. love. I love his name. L-O-C-H-L-Y-N um, Monroe, M-U-N-R-O. I love his name. Um, I legitimately, until I looked him up on IMDb, looked up this movie on IMDb, thought he was a Baldwin. I did too. Like, even as I was planning to rewatch this movie, I'm like, okay, who's in this movie? I'm like, all right, cool. Peter O'Toole, Alicia Silverstone, some Baldwin. <laughs> there was a, there's a Baldwin. In it. I told everybody. I told I told my mother before I watched it. I said, "You need to watch this with me." There's a Baldwin in it. Yeah, like I I did. I just, I as I, you thought he was a Baldwin. I thought he was a lesser Baldwin. I We were both wrong. We were. Um he was uh the movie associations I have with him though. So he was on uh, this a TV show. These are both actually TV shows. Um okay. he was on Riverdale. He played Betty's dad. I'm pretty sure. Really? He was on that Riverdale. might actually like sell me to watch Riverdale. Oh, you should watch Riverdale. I, I at least I watched the first two seasons and it was good. See, like so. I watched the first season and then mm-hmm. I started the second and that's as far as I got. See, I do that with everything. But this one, I actually <laughs> finished the second season and then didn't go any farther. Okay. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't want to. I do want to, but um, I haven't yet. And he was also on Charmed. Um, he was, was he one. Charmed? I said one of Phoebe's brief boyfriends is the note I put next to it. <laughs> <laughs> she did have a lot of those. She did. Um, and if you look at his um, filmography as an actor, he's done a lot. He's been on a lot of TV shows, so he's just mm-hmm. had stints here and there, which is cool. But yeah, he had a stint as one of Phoebe's boyfriends. Yeah, like a um, lot of the actors who are in this movie. They have, mm-hmm. like, there was one of them, I don't remember which one, I'm looking it up now, but had, like, over 200 credits to his name. Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe- Peter O'Toole alone has a ton. Yeah. But just, like, these guys that just go and do a couple, have a, a small arc on a series or do one episode of a series, you know? Right. The other one I have noted is I am going to... I just feel like I'm going to butcher his name. Karam. It's K-E-R-A-M. Karam? Karam? Maliki mm-hmm. Sanchez. That's the one that he I plays, was just looking up. Yeah. He's Flit, who plays guitar and sings some in the band. Did we? We haven't even talked about what this movie's about, and I'm telling people, they're in the band. This is what they do. <laughs> um, anyway, the only other thing, he's been in a lot of stuff, like, an actor in things what i know him as <laughs> is in american history x he's one of yeah. danny's friends that's yeah, what i know she, him from he rings the doorbell and he's like <laughs> yes um but yeah he's in the i i think i saw this before i saw him american history x mm-hmm. and either that or because i i don't watch american history x on purpose anymore um <laughs> <laughs> but I noted very, that oh wait that's Flit <laughs> I also recognize him from a movie called Drive Me Crazy from like back oh, in oh yeah yeah never that, saw it. I, that one genuinely has Adam Brody in it as a character as a as an actor does it because okay there's a lot of movies back then that all the names kind of blur together and I wasn't sure if that was the one with Sabrina Spellman in it, or if that was the one with Nick Cannon in it. Like, yeah, Nick that's Cannon, the one movie with wise, Spellman. I know Drumline, and that is it. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. 
um, did not see the Sabrina Spellman movie. Oh my gosh, it's still not Adam Brody. It's Adrian Greenier. Greenier. Who the fuck is Adam Brody? <laughs> Why do I think everybody is him? Was he the? Was he on the OC? That sounds like an OC name, maybe. It, oh fuck balls, it is. Okay. Didn't you used to like the OC? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my card revoked. Are there cards? <laughs> I mean, not for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like physically. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about Peter O'Toole and we've talked about uh Alicia Silverstone, the dude who played Dave, Lachlan Monroe. Monroe. We've talked about Kiram something. Maliki Sanchez. And those were the only Lady ones that Plossley. I I yes, Joan Plowright. Yes. Those were the only ones that I knew from other things. Mm-hmm. Or I recognize from other things. So, the others, bless their hearts, I didn't know from anything else. So. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean anything because any mean anything though because I literally only know, uh, Flit the Kira Maliki Sanchez as a very small part in a movie I watched once on purpose. <laughs> once on purpose, but it stuck with you. I mean, I've accidentally watched multiple other times parts of on it accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and then I know Peter O'Toole. The only other movie I know I've seen him in is High Spirits, and it was not his top film. Right. Um, well, like Peter O'Toole. I mean, he's and I thought one of them was I a Baldwin. <laughs> we both thought one of them was a Baldwin. <laughs> he might. Let's just make him a Baldwin, honestly, and make all our honorary lives Baldwin. <laughs> you, sir, Lachlan Monroe. We declare you here today, officially. A lesser Baldwin. You're welcome. (laughs) Should we talk about the actual band? Yes. The movie movie is about the band. Whenever I watch this movie, like one question comes to mind, okay? And Mm -hmm. it's, do you ever watch a movie and you wish that the band in the movie was a real band? Because that's this band for me. Yeah. I would go hard to Global Heresy. Yes. Yes. I, I, I said, okay, here's what I said. These are my notes. Um, that it's kind of like a, a pop rock band. It's what mm-hmm. I would call kind of radio rock um, along the lines of maybe like Imagine Dragons, whatever band it was that did that Geronimo song a couple years ago. Shepard. Shepard. Um, just, <sighs> we'll see. I, I'm saying I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. You're not I allowed don't know- to. <laughs> I don't know what bands that I would associate them with necessarily. I'm not the best at that. Um, but they go harder than Imagine Dragons. I'm just saying that they're and they're the not other, like I'm sorry. The other song that you're talking about, I don't know what it is. You probably know it if you heard it. It came out a so, few years ago. So I cannot attest to that. I'm just saying, like, they're not they're a rock band, but not like They're no there, it's, it's radio rock. It's rock that could be, pl- ro- uh, quote unquote, rock music that could be played on top 40 radio. In our band, we have five five, five members five. in our band. Yes. Five. yes. Um, we have Leo, who plays guitar and does vocals. Flit, who plays guitar and also does vocals. Mm-hmm. Dave, who does drums. Carl, who plays the keyboard, the guitar, does some vocals, and kind of like 
DJs in one song, yeah. it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and like then, back there, like, <laughs> yeah. And then we have Nat, who plays bass and does backup vocals. And she has replaced their original Bassist. bass player who went missing. Correct. So I have him on my list, but I have him struck through. I use strike mm-hmm. through on him. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not in it anymore. You disappeared, friend. Yes, yes. (laughs) And like it's very ominous in the way that he disappears. Yes. It was tragic for them, even though they they seem to have moved on pretty well based on the hijinks that ensue. Yeah, but at the same time, did it ever give a timeline as to how long it had been since Ben had disappeared? Yes. It says it in the beginning, but don't ask me what it was because I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it did say it's been it's been so many months since Ben did somebody disappeared and yeah, I'd said it, but right. I don't remember, but I know they said it. So <laughs> I know it's there. So I don't have to prove myself. I just know it's there. <laughs> right. So Ben had disappeared mm-hmm. and they replaced him with Nat, which is Alicia Silverstone's character. Mm-hmm. So with that whole dynamic, there will later be a kerfuffle. Good word. Thank you. It's one of my, one of my favorites. <laughs> Let's see. Several times I've talked about it being overacted, and it can get kind of campy sometimes. What part Uh, did you think was overacted, though? Flit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's so, he's he's a brooding character. And the one time he, the couple times he kind of lashes out, he does it in such a big way. Yeah. That I'm like, dude, chill pill please (laughs) like dial it down a little but do you think that's that's overacted or do you think that's just poorly developed characters i think it's overacted i mean it's not i feel like i'm doing a disservice a discredit to the actor but i mean hell i don't know maybe it's what you said and not what i said i don't fucking know um but those moments stand out to me because everything else seems kind of effortless Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, this is the kind of movie where it looks like everybody's just, it's a bunch of footage of people just goofing off yes. and having fun. Because that's, that's what they are. They're they're crazy rock stars. Um, <laughs> drinking and doing drugs and, you know, sword fighting in this ancient, historical, stately English home. Mm. And so they Walking got no, around in suits of armor. like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I wrote that down as a quote. Says, what does one say to a debauched American youth wearing full 17th century black armor? So, you know, it seems it seems like the kind of movie like everybody had a fun time shooting because it's what they want you to think. You know, it's right. a bunch of rock stars like they, doing what they love to do, playing their music and then having fun. And then in those moments where they get serious, it just seemed in a couple of moments with Flit in particular, I don't know. He just yelled, and I'm like, "You could have just said that. It wasn't, it wasn't all that." But mm-hmm. like, you, you didn't have to really take it that far. You well, did, but like, you didn't have to. You didn't have to go. I can't. I just blew out everybody's ears. R.I.P. <laughs> earbud users. Um. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Maybe it was underdeveloped. Whatever. Maybe it was overacting. I don't know. It stood out to me. It's kind mm-hmm. of like weird out of place kind of cheesy moments yeah there yeah and then there was uh the moment between 
Flit and Nat. They were talking about the real names of rock stars. Yes. That moment between them, like it, you know, it was supposed to be like a, like, a, oh, you're not so bad type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it delivered that. But at the same time, like that relationship between Nat and Flit just like went really quick. Like it they did. went from. It felt forced. Yeah. Like, cause it was, they didn't even really like each other because he was so hostile about the whole Ben situation and the fact that the band was moving on, make a connection with Nat. But whenever he made that connection with Nat, it's like, like you said, it felt forced because of how quick it happened. Yeah. And then like later on, they're going to like hook up and they figure out something, a big part of the movie. Yes. But that was just something that I noticed, like that relationship just seemed forced. And so yes, it was it weird. Yes, I agree with that. Um, See, so, okay, this is where I get to another point where like I want to talk about things, but like I don't want to give too much away. Are you talking about like with the return of Ben? Yes. He was just such a dick. Yeah. Like he was overtly rude to Margaret. Very. And David put him in his place. And they all kind of... And he he gave her some kind of order and before Dave spoke up or anything, they were all like, Thanks, Margaret, thanks, Margaret, thank you, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of passive aggressive, you didn't thank her, so I'm gonna thank her, douche. Right. Well it's not even that he didn't thank her, he was oh just God. being an ass to her. Yeah. But because that, but that the was beer wasn't cold enough. I only drink it ice cold. And she's like, Well, if it were ice cold, then you wouldn't be able to drink it. Usick <laughs> burn. It makes you wonder. Like, what the dynamic was before he went missing between the band. Yeah, and they just put up with it because they didn't know better, or... Right, and then whenever Nat stepped in, they they saw, like, how it could be. And, like, Leo became the unofficial leader then? Because that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. And he was kind of the, the front main person, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. I, f- I feel like he stepped into the position as band leader at that point. It's like with him, he moved to the position of band leader and then Nat stepped into the basis and they were just able to make different choices. They had a different sound. No, they didn't. I don't know. Still we, we, have no, we have no way to, no frame of reference for that. Because they also played Ben a song when he showed back up that made, they, I thought the implication was that it was new. Yeah, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Yes, and I wrote down, didn't fit the aesthetics of the band. Not at all. <laughs> like, the guy seemed like he was 45. Yeah. And they the rest of them like- were anywhere between, like, 25 and maybe 30. And I think they were supposed to be playing younger than that, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> they made him look older and with his curly hair. And he, I want to say he looked kind of sweaty. <laughs> with, like, a gold chain. Like, they made him... Look really, he looked scummy. They did. They played up. No offense if you wear gold chains and are sweaty with curly hair. But this guy wasn't a good look for him. No. And it didn't go with the rest of the band. Not at all. And the thing about it, though, is he... Because, like, even after he came back in... <sighs> there's a point in the movie whenever Ben returns. And I'm, like, backtracking in my head. Back to mm-hmm. the with with flit and one of his overreactions (laughs) there are there are a bunch of or no not a bunch but one scene in particular in which flit overreacts is but is the fight scene between he between he between him and 
other band members. Yeah. That was the fight had stemmed from the conversation of what would happen if and or when Ben returns. Yeah. If Nat was going to, if they were going to stick with Nat because they liked what she was doing with the music. Right. And and which is like the whole part, the whole movie, Flit is like getting butt hurt because Nat is making adjustments. Yeah. To the baseline. Kind of making the songs her own. As, and he's, as you should. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you, you join wanna... a band, you're now a part of the band. Like, you should be able to give creative input. Yeah. We say as two non-musical <clears throat> people. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we are Don Wiener. <laughs> we are not musically inclined. But, uh, but I think that's an easy statement to say, even as non-musical people, that if you're, especially if you're something as important as the baseline, um, you should be able to kind of do your own thing and put your own spin on it and make it your own so you're comfortable playing it and expressing yourself creatively. And that's all Nat was trying to do, and Flit was getting butt hurt about it. And, yeah. So they get into a big kerfuffle, and... He ends up, like, punching Leo. Causes a big ruckus. Yes. Causes a big ruckus. He punches Leo, and the whole band just, like, kind of falls apart at that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For the time being. For a very brief moment in time, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And, well, Joan, is it Plowright? Yes. Yes. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced, and not, like, Plowright, but I'm assuming Plowright, yes. That's how it's spelled. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... We'll we'll just say the character of Margaret. Well, we haven't said yeah. Margaret, Lady Foxley. <laughs> yeah, and but the whole thing about the Foxleys though is that Lord Foxley, aka Charles, aka Benson, <laughs> and it's because they are they are um, disguising themselves as quote unquote the help, as the the butler and a maid. The maid, yes. Um, and you can tell yeah. by by just by watching the movie that they have never helped themselves ever. Yes, uh, Margaret. Uh, no, she's not. She what's her what's her first name? Is Lady Foxley? It is Diana. Diana. Diana can't cook, and she's no. supposed to be cooking for these Americans. <laughs> she brings and, out uh, some pork roast, or not pork roast, but she brings out some stew, and they're like, oh. What did uh, Dave say? That was like a seven point two like on the Richter 7. scale. Seven point two on the Richter scale, there, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, puts it in front of the dog. Dog won't eat it. She brings out hash browns the next morning. Dave picks one <laughs> up, threw the doobie hanging out of his mouth. He says, "Hash blacks." <laughs> so, like, you can just tell that they've never really done anything for themselves. So it's just funny to see them kind of cater yeah. towards that the band. That, that it came to Diana's mind so quickly. Oh yeah, we'll just do this. You know, the people we hired didn't show up. We can't break our contract with the people renting out the house. Oh, we'll just do it ourselves. With no consideration of the fact that she has obviously, if she has ever cooked for herself, hasn't done it in years because they have help. Yeah. And that Peter O'Toole is a <laughs> is not going to want to wait on people and no. do the, the buttling around no, the it- house. And, like, you can tell by his accent in the movie that he is just like a... What did I put? I put his... It's it's like the stereotypical, like, rich British accent. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning of the movie, they send their maid and their butler away on a vacation. 
and like he hands them the actual but he he hands the real benson an envelope with some money in it and he's like don't go wild like the way that he like it's just the way that he says stuff yeah fucking cracked me up yeah um, like it's just hilarious to me very proper southern english accents oh uh, quick aside, the only trivia available on imdb.com for this movie is that the uh, the village scenes were filmed in Little Slaughter in, I'm going to say this wrong, Gloucestershire, UK. It's part of the Cotswolds. I don't know. I just looked it up. <laughs> That's the only trivia? That is the only trivia. Like, this movie did not get the recognition that it deserves. Well, okay, I cut out the very first part of the um, explanation, plot explanation on Rotten Tomatoes because it starts with veteran hack director. And you know it's going to be a good movie when that's how the plot info starts. Veteran hack director Sidney J. Fury directs the silly straight-to-video comedy Rock My World. So, like, it didn't have a chance if it came straight-to-video. hack director? Like, not oh. a good director? Is that what yeah. they're saying? Yeah, not good. A hack is... Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just making sure that that's... Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awful. Yeah, somebody didn't like it. I wonder... I just took a drink, and I wonder if you can hear me swallowing when I did that. I'm sorry. A little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'll undo that in the be- in the next... Whatever. I'll do it. I'll not do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, so it might not have had a chance. Like you can tell, it's kind of the it's the kind of movie that's not going to go to like theaters and be a big blockbuster hit. But I think it should have done. It should be a little more well known than it is. I mean, once again, I don't know how well known it is. Um, I but mean, there's not nobody, a lot of extra. nobody that I've talked to has heard of this. Mm. Well, maybe now they will, and they'll watch it. Everybody, go watch Rock My World. Also known as Global Heresy, it is available on. It's on Amazon. YouTube's. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's like free with a Prime membership. Oh. Um, but it, it's on YouTube. Of course, you have to watch advertisements. But yeah, you know it's there. Well, did go for it. Um, I I made a note because at the end I saw that it was um. <laughs> I don't want to say this. I'm not going to say this right. Like a Canadian production, like yes. a, a Canadian UK production, and I thought it was that. <laughs> it was funny they kind of played up the American Amer- Americanness of yeah. <laughs> the band and all their irreverent antics because they were American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like okay, yeah, that holds. I I buy that. I said that I made a note that it kind of speaks to the Anglophile in me. Yes. Um, with the English village footage and the stately English home and Morris dancing. Yes. They're Morris dancing. And I wrote down the definition of Morris dancing, a form, a form of English folk dance, usually accompanied by music. It is based on rhythmic stepping and the execution of choreographed figures by a group of dancers, usually wearing bell pads on their shins. Implements such as sticks, swords, and handkerchiefs may also be wielded by the dancers. I am here for sword dancing. <laughs> I'm just going to be totally honest. And uh, there was a video we watched as kids that was like nursery rhymes mm-hmm. that watching now is kind of creepy. Some of the imagery in it, but we loved it. And in a couple of the, it's it's a British 
um, video. I have no idea how we ended up with it, but we did. And then I bought it on DVD a few years ago because I love it that much. Anyway, um, in a couple of the rhymes, they're do they're Morris dancing, but I didn't know it was called Morris dancing until I watched Rock My World slash Global Global Heresy. So not only is it entertaining to watch, but it also is educational. Education. Also, it showed us that sex after 70 is possible if you take ecstasy. <laughs> Do you have more of that vitamin E? <laughs> I'm not condoning I the do not, use yeah. of ecstasy. No, especially. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what the movie said. <laughs> that's what was depicted in the movie and movies don't lie. Cut that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, movies don't lie. No, that's not a thing. Oh, but yeah, I made a note of that. Six after seventy, provided by ecstasy. <laughs> like, like a like a commercial thing. Yeah. Provided by sponsorship. Provided, provided by. by. Okay, I have some quotes. Oh, I said one already. What does one say to a debauched American youth wearing full seventeenth-century black armor? And then this is, they're going through like a, the family portrait hall in Benson slash Lord Foxley. This is his family that they're looking at. He says, well, looks on to everything. And they, one of them goes, what is that? The family motto? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like as they're going through the gallery of past and present Foxleys, they just keep commenting on, you know, like how they look. They start doing the U-G-L-Y. <laughs> yes, and let's face it, like 17th and 18th century painting portraits are about as flattering as the front facing camera. You know, it's, mm. they're not great. Like they no. did not have their angles down yet. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, and then I have another, another quote that I have a, I have a comment about there's a moment where they're reading and someone says i'm dyslexic and someone says dyslexics untie yeah it's correct me if i'm wrong i feel like that's more of a visual joke like i remember t-shirts back in the day saying dyslexics <laughs> untie it, it's because i i could hear that and be like huh and you know they kind of explain it after and go back but that right they played like the it up like you were gonna get that joke <laughs> well because the first time that I watched this movie, I watched it with my parents. Mm-hmm. And like whenever she said it, I was like, what? But then Lord Foxley slash Benson, he like explains it. He's like, oh, dyslexics untie. Like yeah. unite. Untie, you see, unite. But like, I don't know that everybody, even with that, would get the joke. And if it would just, I just don't think it's a, it's an auditory joke. I think it's a visual <laughs> joke and that's always bugged me and I just wanted to say it. So <laughs> said, noted, locked in. Thank you. There you go. So another note that I have though is in reference to the relationship between the actual like record company and the band. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a pretty accurate representation of what that relationship would be like where in like a direct quote that I wrote down in reference to the contract, the record deal is trying to get the band to sign off. The head executive of the record company says what the large print giveth, the small print taketh away. Oh yeah. Because, because like the whole, the band just wants, they just want to make whatever music they want to make. Right. 
But yes, yeah, so the band, they just want to make whatever music that the band just wants creative control. And the record company is just trying to put little things into into the contract that would pretty much take their creative control away from the band. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a pretty, like I said, it's an accurate representation as to what it's really like working with a record company. And that's why a lot of people are moving away from record deals and record execs, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they just do it all their, on their own now. I think in, it, we all want to do whatever we want to do without signing any kind of contract. Because nobody reads the fine print. No. Nobody reads the terms of acceptance or whatever on any website, anything that you use. Everyone just scrolls to the bottom and clicks accept. Let's be real. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. But I just found that to be interesting. Yep. That's uh, That's all I've got. Yeah, same here. I, f- I feel like even though we, I feel like even though we hit our notes that we had taken, mm-hmm. that there's still so much more to talk about in the movie. There is, but like you don't want to worry about giving too much away. Yeah. Oh, oh, but going back long time ago, okay, whenever, after we had talked about Flick getting into the kerfuffle with the band. Yes. Margaret. The next morning, she comes up, she talks to him, and, like, she gives him advice, like, kind of motherly advice. And she plays that type of role in this movie, which I feel like the band needed, and it helped them grow closer because they had somebody guiding them together. Yes. And also the relationship between David and Margaret. (laughs) That's pretty precious. Oh, I love it. Like, especially, because there's a scene where he helps Margaret cook dinner and after that, like they come and they bring the platter of food out to the rest of the people. And David says that it was all Margaret. And she's like, chivalry is not dead. And he's like, I think I'm getting some tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched it with my mom and like, she genuinely awed when he said, believe me, it was all Margaret. And then after that, and she says, her thing and he's like i think i'm getting some and i was like okay yeah that's still david, that's still david. <laughs> right it's like he's 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 a good character yes i was gonna put it that he's my favorite character mm-hmm. but like there's only one character that i don't like and that's ben because yeah. the rest of them they, they have some type of redeemable quality to them okay but they're you know who we didn't talk about at all is their guy their Carl. hospitality person oh yes we didn't talk really about Carl either. Yeah, um, Jimmy James, hospitality man. Mm-hmm. Who I'm pretty sure, like, I don't dislike him, but they want you to dislike him. But, like, it, he seemed like he was on the band's side, even though he's trying to get him to sign the contract. Well, the but, whole reason why he's pushing so hard to sign the contract is because his job was on the line. Right. But he, it feels like he's playing both sides, Um, which, I mean... It's essentially what he is doing, but he, mm-hmm. it feels, it feels sincere. Like at some point he's talking to Nat and tells her it's like, it's been a pleasure working with you. Like he, that feels like a sincere moment. Right. Yes. He wants to keep his job. So he wants him to sign this contract, but he believes in him as a band. And he also kind of low key admits to murder, kind of <laughs> not admits to, but it implies that he murdered someone. <laughs> well, I don't know about murder, but maybe like manslaughter. I don't know. Anyways. So what about the scores? Uh, the IMDb rating is 6.2 out of 10. What is your personal rating, Tiffany? My personal rating, the movie is funny. Mm-hmm. I genuinely laugh yes. at this movie. Like, there's a lot of funny movies 
that whenever I watch it, I don't think it's funny. I feel like it's overplayed, it's overhyped, and it's just not funny to me. But this movie, like, I genuinely chuckle whenever I watch it. Mm -hmm. The story, I mean, it's there, you know? The characters, I enjoy. The band, I wish was real. (laughs) So I would give this a 9 out of 10. Okay. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for a 9 out of 10. What do you have? I have a 7.75. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like the movie. I it's one that I rewatch. It's one that after you showed it to me, I purchased a copy for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also aware of its flaws, which uh, I, I, maybe nine is a little strong. I see. I think we get. I think we both do this thing where the we have watched movies that we absolutely love. We let our personal feelings like that really uh, affect. Like I said, eleven on Midnight Madness. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> it's. You lose some of your objectivity because you yeah. love it in your rating. So that's because why I went with a 7.75. Yeah. So that's why I went with what I went with because, like, I'm aware of the flaws of the movie and, and how it might not appeal to a lot of people. And I don't know. But uh, I, okay. I love it. I'd give it a 9 out of 10 for, like, how much I love it, you know? Yeah. But, like, movie rating, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, like you said, like, I can watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I mean, there are some flaws. Speaking of flaws, though, okay? <laughs> Speaking okay. of flaws, whenever they're, like, picking out their rooms, yeah. whenever they first get to the mansion, David, whenever he's left by himself and he comes across the suit of armor, in the bottom left corner, like, you can see the boom mic. Ah. It popped in frame. But, I mean, it's a nostalgic movie for me. It hits a lot of, uh, it hits a lot of bases for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, even though, like, I would not that I would like to lower my score, but I could see why it could be. I'm still sticking with the nine. I'm doing it. I'm sticking Stick with it. That's fine. Sticking to it. All right. So what's about halfway between 7.75 and nine? 8.375. Well, that's what we'll go with. And we're going to get super small decimals here. All right. It's plugged in. All right. So our rating for this movie is 8.375, which I think is fair. Generous and fair of us. Truly. So I think that's going to wrap it up for rock my world aka global heresy if you're in the uk want to remind you if you have any movie suggestions for us anything you want us to watch and give a gander uh shoot us an email at theobservationbubble at gmail.com tiffany will read it she will let me know that it's there we will get very excited and then we'll check out the movie correct in all the details correct (laughs) (laughs) all right do you have any parting words tiffany no, I don't. Okay, like I'm, I'm trying to think of like a quote or something. I was actually gonna say I'm gonna leave you with some some famous words from our friend Dave. Okay, start with that. Do not take these personally because they're not aimed at anyone in specific. Dave aimed the people in the movie. Your mama's got no teeth, and that's perfect for her line of work. <laughs> yes. Here's the Good last choice. one. Thank you. I Good have choice. another that oh, I'm gonna shit. leave you with. We're gonna say. That's right, you two. No, actually, you know what? You're a ten-faced dick. And that's a lot of dick. (laughs) Good night, folks. That's a lot of dick, yes.